Musical Theater Writer Guy is recorded as a YouTube channel series on Muncie Lenape and Canarsie lands. The audio from each episode is also released here in podcast form. To watch or to learn more, please find us on YouTube or through my website at michaelraddy.com. That's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-R-A-D-I dot com. Enjoy the show! Three-act and the five-act structures. Who's the protagonist? Who's the antagonist? The point of no return. They will either succeed or they will fail. Hello, everyone. I'm Michael Ratty, a.k.a. Musical Theater Writer Guy. Musical Theater Writer Guy. That's me. Welcome to my channel where I talk about everything musical theater from a writing perspective. I upload videos every other Friday, so make sure to subscribe and hit that notification bell to never miss an episode. As a performer, composer, lyricist, librettist, musical director, and vocal coach, I believe that understanding effective musical theater writing can help all kinds of theater makers to create and enjoy high-quality art and entertainment. Whether you're a performer, a writer, a director, designer, producer, stagehand, audience member, a professional artist, aspiring, or you simply love the theater, my goal is to present information to you that will enhance your theatrical experiences and help to bolster your enjoyment of the theater. Today we'll be discussing the structure of an effective story told through the lens of musical theater, though this information is applicable to all kinds of storytelling in all kinds of media. So, what do well-told stories have in common? What types of structures are there? Do those structures need to be strictly adhered to? And how does everyone involved contribute? It's a big topic on which we can get very specific and explore different approaches, so this will be a multi-part series. Well, the SM just called places, so let's get our tushes to the stage and get the show going. When we talk about story structure, what exactly is it that we're talking about? Is it the characters, the themes, and the plot devices? Well... Even though those are elements of storytelling, they're not really part of the structure as much as they are tools. If we were to compare writing a story to, say, building a house, as if I've ever done that, but go with me here. The elements I just mentioned would be the building materials, the bricks, the cement, the wood, etc. They are necessary for sure, but they're not really the main structure itself. What we're talking about would be the frame and the foundation on and around which everything else comes together, and this can be called the overall story arc. Now, I'm sure that you all know that we talk about theatrical pieces in terms of acts. However, when talking about the story structure, we're not going to use the word act in the same way that we would as if we were going to see a show. Usually, we refer to performances as being either one act or two act. Or more, if you're an opera or angels in America. With the acts being defined by the placement of an intermission. Or a dinner break or the second day on which you have to come back to see the other half of the play, because the play is actually two plays, but it's a very good play, and it's called Angels in America. Hmm, yeah. 
Structural acts aren't so much about where an intermission is placed as they are about the rising and falling actions of the story. If you've ever read a Shakespeare play, and we're all supposed to, at least at some point in school or sometime or another. Well, you might remember that Shakespeare used to write his plays in five acts. This wasn't so much a weird quirk of the Shakespeare man as it really was more of a tried and true practice of drama. And again, these ideas translate to all kinds of storytelling, TV, film, books, epics, even ghost stories around a campfire. Now, the two most common act-based story structures that we talk about are the three-act and the five-act structures. They're really basically variations on the same things, but it would be worth noting them both. Let's begin with the three-act. In act one, we get a whole host of information about the story. What world, time, and place we are in, who our main characters are, who our side characters are, what the tone of the piece will be, who's the protagonist, who's the antagonist, what is the main goal of the protagonist, and the inciting incident, or the event that sets the protagonist off on their story or adventure. Woo! Basically, Act 1 is all of the introductions and the exposition, which is hopefully delivered naturalistically instead of the classic, for you knew, George, that you are my brother. By the end of act one, we know everything we need to know in order to follow the journey of the main characters. In a musical, that means that we've had an opening number, all of the main characters have been established, and the protagonist has sung their I want or I am song. So that by the end of this act, the journey is in full swing, leading us to... Act two. In a typical two-act performance, this shift would usually take place about halfway to intermission, just so we can all keep track of about where we would be in a theatrical evening. Act two in the three-act structure comprises of what is often called the rising action. The protagonist meets friends and allies, they face obstacles to their desires, and the stakes get raised higher the further along the path they go. By the end of this act, the protagonist will find themselves at a major decision point from which there is no going back, also known as the point of no return. Don, don, don. In musical theater, this is where we get those iconic act one finales that leave us hanging and make us want to actually return to our seats after the really long bathroom line at intermission. This is where Elphaba defies gravity, where Jean Valjean and all of Paris prepare for battle, and where Claude decides whether or not he's going to burn his draft card while being surrounded by his naked friends. Did y'all know that's actually what's happening in that song? That that's what's going on? I feel like everyone is always just watching the naked hairy people and not paying any attention to Claude. And I definitely don't hold a grudge about this because I played Claude. <laughs> no. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Def not. Act three then begins in a high point of crisis from which the protagonist must extract themselves before they can complete their goal. This usually then leads up to some sort of climactic challenge where they will either succeed or they will fail. After that moment, depending on the result, the story either resolves or the characters must find a way to move forward. It's usually the difference between watching a comedy slash romance or watching something that ends in tragedy. 
Now, as I went through these three acts, you probably found yourself recognizing the pattern pretty easily. Most every well-known story follows this structure clearly and to a T. So what about that five act structure? Well, it's super similar, but it takes the act two and the act three that we just talked about in the three act, and it breaks them down a little more precisely into two separate acts each. Act one is essentially the same and still accomplishes all of those introductory goals. Act two in the five act is still about starting the journey meeting the allies, and facing initial obstacles. Where the structure begins to differ is that Act 3 is entirely about the lead up to the initial crisis, or in some cases, the actual climactic moment of the entire story. It's a full act of preparation and anticipation leading us to the big moment just before intermission. Returning from intermission, Act 4 begins the process of the protagonist trying to piece everything back together while still moving forward toward their ultimate goal. There are more obstacles to overcome, but the loose ends start to be tied up on the way to the final conflict. Act five occurs after the final conflict or confrontation, when a resolution has to be found and the world can start to figure out where to go from here. Like I said, this structure is super similar to the three act structure, but it's a little more specific, and often these stories are a tad more epic in nature. Armed with this initial understanding of the major story arc structure, we can dive deeper next time into how this translates directly into the inner mechanics of a musical. We'll discuss how song placement and creative collaboration help to tell the story, as well as how this translates to different kinds of stories. It's gonna be a blast! All right, fellow cast members, now it's time to hear your thoughts. If you liked this video and are interested in hearing more, make sure to hit that like button and more importantly, leave a comment below. The theater is a community and this channel is meant to be an extension of that community. So I do want to hear from you. And if you'd like to join our Patreon community with more information and more access, you can click that link in the description below, knowing that I could not do all that I do without you and your support. The next episode will arrive in two weeks, but in the meantime, you can check out some of my other episodes here. Thank you all for being here with me today and I'll see you again soon. Cheers! Thank you for listening to Musical Theater Writer Guy, available wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to rate and review this show as it really helps others to discover what you already know. And please do share this show far and wide so we may all become an even closer musical theater community.